think America has two best weapons during the Cold War. That's a soft war. During the Cold War, America first had Hollywood and then have Voice of America. And in Europe, they have Radio Free Asia as well. Hollywood carried America image, a positive America image. The second secret weapon America has was Voice of America. But in that time, Voice of America was very powerful in China. It shaped the mind of the entire generation. The China market does not come free. The China market comes with surprise. People managing Voice of America try to depoliticize Voice of America. Actually launched a very successful program called History's Mystery, which has over a hundred million views. Namaskar. Hello and welcome to P Guru's channel. I'm your host, Sri Ayer. We have with us Sasha Gong again, and we are going to talk about a very interesting topic. And I'm not going to spill the beans yet. Let's first welcome Sasha Gong. Sasha, it's been a while since you've uh, been on our channel. How are you? Hi, I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much. And I saw one of my videos got more than 100,000 views. I'm very yes, happy with yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. And Extremely. thanks everybody for the nice comments. <laughs> no, they love you in our channel, uh, Sasha, and we would love to hear more from you. And today, I'm sure you're not going to disappoint. So viewers, now I'll spill the beans. This is what we're going to talk about. Propaganda war lost, US and China. So Sasha, you've been in the United States for probably more, a little bit more than half of your life. And before uh, 1987, I came here. Oh, wow. So I, I was in China for uh, over 30 years in the U.S. for well, since 87. So it's longer. I think I'm myself more American than Chinese in many ways. You don't look a day over 35. Oh, thank you. I know that's not true, but still feel good. So um, it's, it's a matter of, uh, you know, concern. To cover one lie, you have to tell 10 more lies. And those to cover those 10, 100 have to be heaped on top. Is this what you see happening, Sasha? Or do you think I'm completely wrong? Yeah, it's happening. And it's happening in a very massive way. And what I see is that not only China, I think the United States of America is losing its image war. Well, we can call that a propaganda war. And if you look at what's happening, you know, uh, to in the third world, Africa, Asia, Latin America, the United States no longer leads that much. That worries me a lot. And uh, so let's take a look at, uh, with your permission, let me go to the next slide, because that's where it really starts happening. So, yeah, that's the uh, title page. Yes. So here it is. We have some interesting findings to share with you folks. So I let Sasha do the talking and uh, Sasha, take it away. Yes. And first sign of the information war lost or the propaganda war lost is how the Chinese view America today. And it's actually, it just came out yesterday. Uh, uh, a research, uh, research center came out a new poll. In this new poll, 68% of Chinese 
holds negative view on the United States. And among people who are born after 1990, the number is something like 80%. It's very, very bad. And it, well, 2021, I think that there's also a Gallup, uh, Gallup poll. That poll was not too bad, but it's on it's 58. So if you look at China today, how people see the United States of America, the view is very negative, which is a very new phenomenon. You know, remember when we talk about uh, how other countries to see China, doesn't matter whatever the government say. If you ask people, say 20 years ago, 30 years ago, in all third world countries, everyone, most people, not everyone, but most people would say, hey, America, great country. But nowadays, not that much. Just think of one very telling fact is, uh, you know, China sent in hundreds of thousands of students to America now. And when I came 30 something years ago, and everybody, when we came to the States, we thought we are going to paradise on earth. And when I first came here, remember, uh, before I came here, friends from the US wrote us, uh, this is paradise. Well, we can eat chicken all the time. Chicken in China was expensive and very rare at that time. And uh, we have so much and here is free. We can say whatever we want to say, nobody bother. We have, we have so much to, so many books and uh, materials to read. It's freedom, freedom and prosperity. But nowadays, when you talk to Chinese students, the majority of Chinese students studying in the States would tell you China is a better country. And even when they live in the States, they, well, they would say a lot of negative things. It's very uh, alarming. Let me ask you a question, Sasha. The people who mm -hmm. come to study in the United States are those who are probably uh, from the upper strata of the Chinese society. And right. For them, when they go back, there is a cushy job available because they're going to work their contacts, their networking, their parents' connections, and so on. Um, when did this tide change where they said that U.S. was good and, and that now U.S. is bad? Which year do you think? Well, I think mostly change, well, in Obama's time, I would say. If you look at all the, the research and the, the views, and even like in 2015, uh, you see most Chinese still have the favorable view over the U.S. And uh, but we would see, I there was no number in earlier years because it was very hard, say 1980s. But in that time in China, especially in universities, it it is very hard to find someone who who didn't think U.S. was a better country than China. And I don't remember such a person in my university, picking university anyway. It's very really unfortunate. Uh, are we done with this slide? Shall I go to the next slide? Let's go to the next slide. Well, we stay a little longer on this slide. Yeah. So let's first look at the Cold War time. Uh, 
the Cold War time, where we all talk about war and uh, military competition, arms control, nuclear weapons. We talk, people talk a lot about that uh, during the Cold War. But in fact, in the Cold War, the more powerful weapon is the soft power. We now we talk about soft power and you actually it's a soft war. When you talk about it, what do I mean? I think America has two best weapons during the Cold War. That's a soft war. During the Cold War, America first had Hollywood and then have Voice of America. And in Europe, they have Radio Free Asia as well. So first, let's talk about Hollywood. Hollywood, as we know, traditional Hollywood movies. And when I was in China, I, I left China in 87. And before that, perhaps I watched only 10, at most 15 Hollywood movies. But those movies make a huge mark uh, in the uh, among the Chinese population and other, you know, uh, population around the world as well, because at that time Hollywood carried America image, a positive America image. America is a place of just. America people are brave, are just, and uh, uh, they rescue the world, right? <laughs> Cowboy movies, whatever movies, and uh, I remember, you know, and also. Hollywood produced some very good movies. I remember the last movie in China, perhaps, I, uh, I, I think I saw, uh, I watched was Tora, Tora, Tora. And well, I, I'm a, I was a history student and I studied history. That was one great history lesson. Anyway, so in that time, Hollywood helped America to spread a very positive image in the in the world and in China as well and helped America to establish itself as the shining city on the hill in the 1980s. If you go to China in the 1980s and go to universities, I don't think you can even find, it's very hard to find one person who's negative to America. Even they want to criticize America, which you know most people don't. They would say a lot of good things about America first. So America in that time have you know have, they won the propaganda war, the Cold War. They won the soft war, and they have the soft power. The second secret weapon America has was Voice of America, and Voice of America, you know, it started uh, in. 1942, during the Second World War, and uh, the Chinese, actually the Chinese service started even earlier than that. It's in uh, November 1941. And when China was engaged in war with, with Japan and the uh, Voice of America started, uh, not, it's actually that time is not called Voice of America yet. It's only called China Broadcasting. So it broadcast to China and during, during the, uh, the Cold War time. We, if you ask any intellectuals, a Chinese my age, and almost everyone could tell you their experience of listening to Voice of America. Voice of America became the source of truth, the source of 
America value and entertainment. In that time, I remember Voice of America had uh, one, uh, one best uh, program called uh, Jazz, the Jazz America Jazz program. So the beginning of that Jazz program is uh, uh, this is the voice. This is Voice of America Jazz program. America freedom. So it carries the image of freedom, and we all love it. And in that time, remember, China. If you listen to Voice of America in that time, you may get well. You may be arrested, and you may be in jail. Actually, uh, I put I put a link online when I was working for. Voice of America, we made a film. We made a film called "Those Who Listen in Darkness." I actually put put that one of the powerpoints. I forgot which one. Anyway, which you, language? Which language did you use to broadcast on Voice of America? Ah,、uh, Voice of America in different time had different languages. Currently, they had forty something languages, and、right. the Voice of Amer America broadcasts all sorts of foreign languages. No, no, no. I, I meant Sasha. You, when you were on Voice of America, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, I served as the、uh, China branch director for a while. Oh, so, okay. So, in okay. fact, I, I, in, in the history of Voice of America, I, seventy-five、uh, years now, seventy, seventy-something years. I was the only one、uh, Asian female. Non-white, non-man, non-man China,、uh, China branch director. So <laughs> it's it、wow. it still be、uh, managed by white men. For some reason, I think Voice of America leadership had think white men can manage. Even they don't speak Chinese, and they they think they can manage the Chinese <laughs> broadcasters better. It's a, it's a great irony. It's some it's kind of a laughable, but it's a great great irony. Anyway, but in that time, Voice of America was very powerful in China. It shaped the mind of the entire generation. So, if you look at the history, well, first knowing how many people listening, it's not close to be not possible because, you know, we in I we even interviewed someone、uh, who was sentenced to death. For listening to America, and we know there are some people who got shot only because they listened to Voice of America and spread the words that we listen to Voice of America. So in that time, the budget of Voice of America is only like a、uh, something worth half a missile. With the budget of half a missile, Voice of America won the heart of so many people in the world. It's Very, very valued. In a way, in that time, Voice of America and Hollywood as well both carry America value, carry a very positive America image. America is just America is great. America is shining city on the hill. So, well, if we talk about a generation ago, and well, people will be shocked how many. The, what's how the population viewed Voice of America? I think, well, we actually won the propaganda war at that time. I have to have a funny story to tell.、Uh, it's about Radio Free Europe. In 
when Poland during the Solidarity Movement, Poland was Lech Walesa, yeah, yeah, Lech Walesa, and actually I got him on my show a few weeks ago, on his show at my show with Elma. He talked to he talked to the to the Hong Kong people for uh, half an hour. I was very happy. I interviewed him once. I I had a long interview with him. Anyway, so in 1981, when the military when military Honda just Yaruzakski uh, launched the martial law, uh, uh, arrested more than 6,000 solidarity members. Radio Free Europe once said, uh, people in Warsaw, if you listen to us, when we say turn off your light, turn off your light. When we say turn on and on. So for the whole evening, the entire Warsaw was on and off, on and off. That's how many people are actually listening. <laughs> and Voice of America saying during the Tiananmen movement in 1989, the students actually put Voice of America on their loudspeaker on Tiananmen. So for a while, for, 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 for my generation, for a few decades. Um, what, Sasha, yeah. how many yeah. students actually died in Tiananmen massacre? Oh, well, the Chinese the Chinese government admit 230 something, but uh, according to my friends in the Tiananmen Square and the look around, they believe it's about the thousand. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Lots. Long lives ex extinguished. Not only students, but also other uh, demonstrators and the bystanders as well. Wow, really sad. Yeah. But in that time, you think of it. Voice of America was the source of truth to students in Tiananmen. So at that time, the Chinese government admit uh, in China, about 17 million people listen to Voice of America. I believe it, well, the number can be, could be a, big, uh, a little bit larger. How, how much larger, I don't know, but it's 17 million in the end of 1980s. Even the Chinese government, you see, when the government always jam, and jam software, jam this, jam that, and but uh, people find a way to listen if you have good content. At that time, Voice of America had good content and the China, well, the Chinese government is always lying anyway, so, so in that time, I think we won the propaganda war. Uh, that was the time. And how do we lose the propaganda war? Let's go to the next slide. Why, you know, the Chinese people, why America would, the image of America was so positive in the 1980s, even in 1990s, or even before that under Mao. How it came to this? Well, as we first talked, how did it come to you know America being such a negative? I could I could not say people thought it was devil, but not that far away from it. And the Chinese, how would the negative image carried out in China? And how do we lose the propaganda war? It's a very important question that uh, our government is not asking. Well. I, I'm, I have been trying to raise the issue in Congress and uh, in American government for years, but I got very little response. 
how do we lose it? So the first thing I want I want to talk about Hollywood, China's impact in in Hollywood, how China impact Hollywood. You know, uh, first thing the first, I think Hollywood itself changed. In well, Hollywood before Hollywood carried a positive image of of America, and now it's growing to be negative. Now, no, well, negative is one thing, you know, America haters, there are always some leftists criticizing America, but America, the image itself changed. Instead of being uh, individual, uh, focused on individualism and freedom and, uh, well, uh, bravery and justice, all this, um, Hollywood gradually turned into uh, America value, America image into like gay, transgender, or crazy, or whatever. Well, that's something we are very familiar with uh, the entertainment industry. If you turn on, turn on TV, turn on Netflix and Amazon, you will see tons of those. You see some positive image, but they are kind of thin compared to the image they have uh, Hollywood carried before. Now, the vast majority of Hollywood provides this, uh, in many people's eyes, a sort of a estranged image of the United States of America. And the carry out, well, an image of America which is not traditional, that anti-tradition, which was uh, self-indulgence, which, you know, government uh, incompetent, that, that sort of image, you see. And uh, that image, that kind of image change made a huge difference in the world. Because let's face it, Hollywood is still the main entertainment producer in the world. And uh, China, Years ago, China had determined that it will use its money and its market to influence Hollywood. Let's look at the Chinese market. Well, before 2019, China, China has the biggest um, movie market second to the United States of America. And uh, since 2020, China surpassed America and became the became the biggest movie market. So we have the data here. If you look at this uh, data, is 2020 Hollywood market share in China in in America. Uh, the China market is, is about three billion dollars. In the United States, it's two point three billion dollars. So that's a huge difference between the China market and US market now. China is now main, the main bread, well, bread supplier for Hollywood. And it, it's sort of a, I found it quite interesting that uh, last year I went to Hollywood, I tried to uh, launch, I, I wrote a movie script. So I, I, I was asking Hollywood, you know, if they're interested, Hollywood ex executives. And uh, my, the answer I got is that, well, anything about China, we got to be cautious. You see, the China market does not come free. 
the China market comes with a price. If you first, China limits it uh, how many movies. Go ahead, uh, your question. Very quick question, Sasha. I will not interrupt your flow. Yeah. See, if you look at the last four or five years, even before uh, COVID hit, most of the movies were on this, uh, you know, great uh, warriors like Transformers or X-Men, XXX-Men. These yeah. are all like mythical characters with extraordinary powers. Is this also a way to try and neutralize the thing? Because only if you have people, locations, you're going to have to take a side, possibly. But if you have all these, you know, gadget kind of characters or Spider-Man, it's uh, it makes it easy for Hollywood to kind of satisfy the Chinese interest. What do you think? Well, you're right. And uh, the Chinese, well, the Chinese government control which movie you can see, which you cannot. And right. China only gives a limited number, usually like 10 big movies or, or, or something, a limited number of Hollywood Hollywood product to, to, to go to the Chinese market. But here is the key. Before any movie asks for permission to go into China, you know what they need to do? They need to submit the script to the Chinese and to the Chinese propaganda department to the Chinese government say, hey, this is our script. This, this is our, our people. Would you allow us to go into the China market? The Chinese propaganda, the Chinese censorship, the officers would take a look at, we don't like this character. We want that soft one to, well, the, we want that one to be changed a little bit. And Hollywood does it. Hollywood does it, everybody knows. There are three T's if you want to go into China market. There's, there are three T's you have to avoid. First T is Taiwan. You cannot mention Taiwan. The Taiwan issue cannot be mentioned. Second T is Tiananmen. You cannot mention the Tiananmen or whatever happened at the student movement. There were mainly any democracy movement. The third T is Tibet. Anything about Tibet independent and Tibet something. Remember uh, uh, years ago, there's a big blockbuster movie, 2012, right. Tibet. Well, yep, they yep. have to make it part of Chinese. So the Chinese government, the decision make, uh, they, they make you know, to impact Hollywood is you, you cannot enter the China market unless you present the Chinese Chinese to government to be uh, to be gentle, reasonable. You project a positive image of China. You can criticize America government as much as you want. You can project whatever negative image of America as you want. But the Chinese, you have to be positive. Not only the Chinese would control what you write in the script, they also control who play the characters. And remember Richard Gere, right? Uh, the Hollywood big star Richard Gere used to be very, very famous and handsome guy. Richard Gere. Well, he was a Buddhist. Richard Gere is a Buddhist, isn't he? Not only he's a Buddhist, he's a follower of Dalai Lama. Yes, yes. That's yes. why he's censored. He, his movie cannot play any... He's not, his movie doesn't even go close to China. 
So what happens is that Richard Gere doesn't get casted. So it comes ostracized. Yeah. Right. Have you anyone sees any recent Richard Gere movies? I don't remember any. I, I don't remember either. Yeah. Right. I think some some Netflix and Amazon uh, series are now coming out. I think. Although I have to go back and check. Yeah, I, I don't remember any big blockbuster. Oh yeah, yeah. From from A list, he has come down several notches, unfortunately. Exactly, it's no longer right. the A list. So that's how China control. Meanwhile, China also wants to put its own uh, stars into American movies to change the image. Remember the uh, the movie Independence Day, yes. uh, the second yes. the sequel. They have a beautiful Chinese actress there and singing positive songs about China and and all this. Oh, well, we're talking about the sequel to Independence Day. Sequel yes, to Independence. Sequel. Oh, I haven't seen that one. I should see that. Uh, Will it, Smith, it, right? Will Smith. Well, it's, it's not a very good one. I don't even remember. But but <laughs> the Chinese invested in it. So it comes to the second part of how they change Hollywood. First, they. The first part is that they change Hollywood with the power of the market and the censorship. The second part is the investment. Starting from about 10 years ago, the Chinese companies, uh, of course, when they have that much money, they have government backing. The Chinese companies begin to invest joint production, invest joint venture in Hollywood studios. And Hollywood studios now heavily, heavily rely on Chinese money. I I can't find how how many billions the Chinese invested in, but I know some cases. I know they invested billions, and uh, of course that's a trade secret. You, they, studios won't disclose how much money they have, but they do have because. If we see the movies, we see all the Chinese names there. So the investment, the investment, well, control which movie script you you play, and even with some very good movie script, I I know some. For example, uh, we had the Chinese, the blind activist Chen Guangchang. That's the film about the movie script about him, Christian Bale. The star was post pushing it, but doesn't get made because Hollywood studio, even this project, does not have have Chinese investment. Other project with, so we know Hollywood doesn't have that many studios, only a few. So with some investment, the Chinese control them. We don't even remember how what was the last movie. Major blockbuster, ne- negative view on Chinese government. I give you one example. Remember a few years ago, and、uh, there was a remake of the Red Dawn. Yes. Red Dawn before in the eighties was Soviet Union and all that, and、uh, the Red Dawn, the the,、uh, the the script was rewritten with the Chinese as villains.、Hmm. And the studio had problem with that, and the later. Well, that was they, in Belleville's was it was a good、uh, script, so they they made the villain North Korean, 
which make the whole thing totally unbelievable. Because North Korean, everyone would know, would not have that kind of power to invade America. Chinese will be a lot more convincing, but they can't. They have to change the villain. So if you look at the, the investment part, and Hollywood has been changed very fundamentally by the Chinese, by the Chinese market and Chinese investment. And also the third thing is personality. And if, well, I don't watch that many movies, but if you watch some new movies, especially sci-fi movies, you would spot lots of Chinese uh, actors act and actresses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, movies like Mulan. Right, right. Well, Mulan is a China-based story, right, right. Yeah. Yes. And they, they use Chinese Chinese actors and actresses and uh, project very positive image of China and the Chinese heritage. And well, as Chinese, Americans may not be aware, but as Chinese, when I watch them, I said it's laughable because you recognize the propaganda language in all those Hollywood movies, believe or not. As, well, how like uh, the, the state being a patriarch and how society works. It's Chinese communist invention instead of real tradition. So we see, we see things like that. And we, well, we see Hollywood change the image of China. It's not a sort of a, the Chinese learn from Hollywood. So the propaganda, the way they influence Hollywood, it's not, say, uh, the sort of a hardcore propaganda, but very soft to present China, the Chinese, Chinese government, Chinese system as reasonable and nice, considering, and that sort of a phony Chinese tradition. So we see Hollywood changed in two ways. One, one is Hollywood became a lot more anti-America or, or non-tradition, anti-traditional America. And on the other hand, it projects a positive Chinese image. And no wonder we are losing in this propaganda war. So now let's go to the next slide. We can talk about Voice of America. That's something I, I know very well. And I have to proclaim here that I got fired by Voice of America because I disagree with, uh, with the management, how they deal with information from China and had a big fight. Uh, let me give you one example of how 2016 election, I scheduled myself to be on TV, Voice of America for two hours. I ended up staying on air for five hours <laughs> without any break <laughs> because you know the election keeps keeps surprise surprise right. people they were throwing up a lot of surprises yes yeah. yes anyway so what happened did you that, expect that sasha that 216 2016 would be such a surprise oh let me let me be very proud of myself on this because the day before the voting on monday voting was on tuesday on monday I sat on TV, uh, the tape is still there. I said, I think from what I, you know, I went to the field a lot. I follow all the campaigns. 
I believe Trump may win. And uh, uh, lots of people said, you're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it, 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 it's not because, you know, I that morning I just came back from West Virginia. So that's another story. But I follow, I follow campaign a lot. I follow Hillary's campaign and Trump. I follow everybody's campaign. I talk to many uh, ordinary voters. I thought Washington was wrong. So for this prediction, it's on the record. The tapes is still online. <laughs> you can find it. And actually, the funny thing is that Elmer saw me. He was in Hong. He was in mainland and Hong Kong. I don't know. He saw me predicting Trump winning the day before. When, wow. yeah, and that morning, actually, the, the morning of voting, uh, New York Times gave Trump a twelve percent opportunity to win. Trump to present one's chance to win. Versus so, eighty-eight. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Wow. Wow. Let's get back to our story on Voice of America. You had a fight. Oh, you know, not only I, I said I was giving you an example is that that more that that night I was on TV until two o'clock in the morning. So next morning I went back to the office uh, early morning. The director for Voice of America, Amanda Bennett, would go to each service. Said, "Oh well, we know." the election don't be depressed you'll be okay and when she talked to me said what do you mean by we'll be okay i'm glad we have a new president <laughs> so hated me for that anyway but if you think of a voice of america from what i know perhaps it's 80 percent democrats and very very sympathetic to china I see the same thing with NPR also. I've stopped listening to National Public Radio. Yes, Voice of America is just the English service is sort of a two tiers down than NPR. They have the, well, the top writer might be NPR's bottom writer, something like that. <laughs> oh, because, you know, if you are a true journalist in English, you would not go to work for Voice of America. But if you're a top journalist in Chinese, well, if you look at the Chinese side, if you're a journalist in Chinese, writing in Chinese and not inside China, who do you want to work for? You only have a few choices. You have Voice of America, you have BBC, if you're in England, and uh, you have Deutsche Welle, uh, French Radio International, that's it. That's it. And then late Radio Free Asia later. And Voice of America, actually in that time, Voice of America's manpower is doubled. It's more than all international China service around the world combined. So I, I, I had 100 people working with me. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, so a lot of people. So Voice of America here, this... Uh, during the Cold War, I actually already I'm ahead of my slides, to the Chinese, it represents truth and news and American value. And here I actually put a, a, a link to the film for those, uh, those who listen in the dark. Yeah, that and what we will do, viewers, is we'll give you that link in the description so you can click on it. You don't have to enter it in. Yes. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> but nowadays, 
what Voice of America did is what, you know, what they, how it changed. From that, when I went to Voice of America, uh, you remember I, was, I just said 1989, the government admit that one 17 million listeners of Voice of America in, in China, right? So when is it I one seven or seven zero? Is it one seven or seven zero? One seven. One seven. Go one ahead. seven million. Twenty something years later. So two thousand eleven, I was uh, appointed the director of China branch in Voice of America. I, as I said, the only Asian and non-white non-man director. So I went there and uh, I asked them, uh, what's the viewership now? What's the, what's the listenership? He said, perhaps one to two million, because one million will not be two million, one million and one and a half, something like that. I said, doesn't make any sense. Voice of America used to have 17 million. How do you lose 90% of your, your audience? Then I find out, I find out, you know, uh, within Voice of America, people who are sympathetic to the Chinese government, they try to depoliticize Voice of America. What means depoliticize? It means fewer, uh, less news and uh, more type of entertainment or education. Uh, programs, TV programs made like uh, how to make pizza, and the teaching English, how do we say this or say that? And how do I date uh, boys and girls and stuff like that? No wonder people don't want to listen to it or don't want to see it, watch it. And I was, I was looking at it and said, that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. So I repoliticized it. <laughs> I said, well, let's do this. Let's promote American democracy. So let's pro promote American democracy. Let's pro promote American values. Let's drop all this cultures something because it it took so much money to make something, and uh, those were made for to please the Chinese, the the Chinese or Chinese government in a way. They have a working relationship with the Chinese government. I said, no, let's forget it. I'm not going to have a working relationship with the Chinese government. Let's, let's, let's promote our country, America. So I started programs like uh, uh, America Democracy and America Elections and uh, also uh, started documentary serial programs. I doubled the TV shows with no more money, no new money. I doubled the TV service and uh, I actually launched a very successful program called History's Mystery, which has over a hundred million views. Oh, wow. And uh, three years later, the new, because we, we hired someone like Gallup uh, to, to do surveys inside China to see how many listeners. So I, I'm very proud to see that Three years later, after I took over the service, we got 24.3 million. Oh my viewers. goodness, 2,400% growth. Yes, 22%, wow. something like that. The tw yeah. two, no, 22 times growth. Yeah. 
So that's I why I said twenty four hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, I was very proud of it, and uh, in that time, my viewership is a lot bigger than CNN and MSNBC and all this combined. So, <laughs> so it, then, it's a good. Uh -huh. So then, why did they fire you in two thousand sixteen? I mean, you got them back 17. to where they were. Seventeen. What happened? What happened is that, you know, I, I got a Chinese whistle, whistleblower talking about Chinese that, and they said, no, 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 because the Chinese embassy inter intervened, Chinese embassy and Chinese government, Chinese foreign affairs ministry, and everybody in Chinese got involved and put pressure to America, to, to voice of America said, no, no, you cannot do that. So, well, I, and when they talked to me, I said, no, 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 no. We, I, I have to do that. I need to launch a big fight anyway. So, uh, yeah, well, that's an interesting case. We can have a program on that later. But anyway, <laughs> what happened is that um, the research data came back. Well, the viewership, because of all these programs, keep rising to 55 million. Wow. And, uh, but... 2021 research after I left, the new research came back. You know, every three years they have a research. They came back said we could not find any audience in China. They lost all 55 million viewers oh in China. Was there a blackout of sorts? Do you think? Uh, what? I didn't blackout, get blackout. Blackout, like radio blackout. See, for but, example, let, let's see. You mean? Voice of America comes on internet, it comes on radio, right? So yes. radio, they can jam the, the frequency, so nobody oh, gets it. Well, you and see, it, Voice of America in China is always blocked. That was a norm. Hmm. That was a norm that was just, well, when I was there, it was blocked as well. And in fact, when I was there, the Chinese government blocked it more because I re-politicized it and all the Chinese, well, used to have some partners. None of them work, work with Voice of America anymore. So, okay, I think people want that. So actually I was, they, they, they said, what you do it will destroy Voice of America because you know, all this political stuff and value stuff and people won't see it. They want entertainment. And I got very stubborn. <laughs> I just say no. <laughs> and anyway, got a lot of arguments, but the numbers prove I was right. Anyway, so we lost that. We lost Voice of America. And uh, even now, nowadays, what they also do is that, well, whatever anti-China views, uh, anti-China views you have, you have to have some pro-China views to balance it. That's called balanced news and called journalism. But so what happened is that nobody wants to listen to the balanced thing. On the one hand, on the other hand, that's not what people want. But we lost that too, as the propaganda war. Meanwhile, we allow the Chinese to establish their propaganda machine within the United States of America. The Chinese central CCTV has a huge office. They have twice as many people as Voice of America. They also 
use big bucks to hire American journalists to damage, to badmouth America. And uh, our government does nothing to counter it. The Trump administration tried to do something. Trump administration demanded the Chinese propaganda machines to register as foreign agents. And, but nobody could actually close them down. Uh, this is something I don't understand. You see, the Biden administration closed RT, the Russian today, Russia Today. Yes. Why didn't they close down the Chinese propaganda machines, which is known to harm America? So actually, that should be in the next slide. The next slide. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to you about the next slide. So now you see you have Radio Free Asia and Voice of America. You see the woman there with an umbrella try to advertise, and she's the one who uh, the Biden administration. She was filed by the Trump administration, the voice of the head of Voice of America, and the Trump administration actually uh, wants to put me back to Voice of America and fire her. And now the Biden administration. Well, it's nominating her to head of the entire U.S. international broadcasting network. Her name hmm. is Amanda Bennett. A little bit back, little bit background about her. She she's most famous for marrying Don Graham. Don Graham is the heir of Washington Post, Catherine Graham's son. And. Uh, and uh, what happened is that later he sold Washington Post to Jeff Bezos. And then he established his business in China. Well, her husband had multi-million, if not billion dollar business with China, with Chinese education system and with partners like Chinese party school. They are making fabulous money from China. And that's the person who the Biden administration wants to lead the international broadcasting system. I am speechless. Anyway, the last slide, the last slide that actually America's view on China, this is, I have to put some positive news in the, in the end. Right. Uh, the Chinese propaganda machine, which tried to influence America, is not that successful. I think largely thanks to the Trump administration uh, to awake American people. Now, close to 80, if, if you look at it, this is a Pew Research or Gallup Research, anyway. And America's view on China, close to 80% of American people have a negative view on the current Chinese state. So when I say our propaganda war, we lost that war, and China hasn't won this war in the States yet, and we should not allow them. So viewers, uh, this is a timeline from left to right years, and now uh, Sasha says the latest number is 80%. Uh, close to, it's 78%, close to 80%. Yeah. And uh, so that is kind of cut off here. Apologies for that. 
but you get the idea. So let's get back to summary. Mm -hmm. A lot of work to do, Sasha. And uh, I don't know, by November, maybe things will change a little bit. And the pro-China stance might change and move towards a uh, anti-China stance. What are your thoughts? Yeah, my thought is that actually we got to understand the most powerful, the most powerful weapon. It's not the nuclear weapon and all this. They are powerful, but they may wipe people out. They can't change people's mind and heart. We need to win people's minds and heart. And the first thing first, America got to remain free. So we can help the world to be free. If we don't remain free, the world will go dark. So my urge to anyone who's listening, especially American citizens, is to go vote. Go vote and uh, keep this in mind. We have to keep our country free. So we have a freedom to promote. When we promote our freedom, the world got brighter. Absolutely. What a wonderful way to finish this off. Thank you so much, Sasha. And uh, viewers, please like, share, and subscribe this program. And also, please click on the bell button for notification. If you think that you found good value in this program, you can express it using the super thanks button. Thank you very much, Sasha. And as always, a pleasure talking to you. We'll be back with more such hangouts with Sasha in the near future. Namaskar. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.